Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, welcome to Healthy Choices XM. This this is our broadcast here for Christmas Eve. Hope everybody's having a great holiday weekend. We wanted to make sure this is a special broadcast talking about your health and your choices during this special holiday season. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. And as always, we're always here to answer your questions about your health and how to make responsible choices that can change your life. And we're going to have, you know, as myself, dedicated to be answer questions and be able to help all of our listeners with their health needs over this holiday season. And we also are going to have Dr. Gaz Agoli of Progressive Medical Centers. Dr. Gaz is one of the nation's largest medicine clinics, integrative medicine clinics in the country. As always, you can Call us at 877-956-9566. But today on our broadcast, we're going to do a pre-record so we can celebrate Christmas Eve with our families. And you can text us. We'll be able to answer your questions during this weekend as well at 512-219-0724. And as always, check out our website, HealthyChoicesXM.com, for podcasts of previous shows. You can also share them with your friends and and relatives because... There's a lot of information that's seen on our, or actually heard on our radio show, that's not broadcast anywhere else. Our topic today is going to be pre-diabetes. It's really important that people understand that this is a very important condition, not waiting until diabetes. And Dr. Gaz uh, and Cheryl Burdett are going to go through the details of how to look at the warning signs for prediabetes. And before we get to our, our broadcast with, uh, uh, from Progressive Medical Centers, we want to take this time to thank all of our sponsors this year. Uh, Numedica, a manufacturer of professional supplements directly to physicians and chiropractors all around for supporting our, our show, and also Dr. Lane Sebring of the Sebring Wimberley Clinic in Wimberley, Texas, for supporting our our show as well. Uh, also, we read, just to, before we get to our pre-record, I just wanted to give a little side note why we find that sugar is such an important part of our diet because, or something that we eliminate from our diet is because it causes so many cascades of domino effect for the brain, for dementia, Alzheimer's. Also, we are finding that it's important for liver health, especially fructose. And so we'll go we'll break those things down at the second part of our show why these are so important. But the root of almost all evil is sugar. And check out our Twitter page. You'll see an article that was just published in the Wall Street Journal and also on our website of why we're finding that this is something that is getting a lot of attention. It's getting so much attention that there is a new 
study by the sugar industry backed by some of the large soda manufacturers how sugar is actually good for you. Uh, yes, you heard me correctly. It's actually good for you. And we'll have that posted on our website as well. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting live from uh, Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Ray Solano. We're going to get started on our uh, record or interview with Dr. Gazagolia and Dr. Cheryl Burdett talking about pre-diabetes. Derek, let's go ahead and get started. And we're going to have a, a great dialogue and discussion about what I feel, what I feel definitively, is one of the best diseases that we can actually make an impact on prevention. And, I, and I'm not saying that there aren't other diseases like cancer or arthritis or hypertension or other infections that we can make a big impact on prevention. We, we could as well. But when it comes to a very specific disease of the endocrine system, which is called diabetes, before diabetes, there's something called pre-diabetes. So the question is, the question is, what is pre-diabetes? Is this an actual diagnosis? Isn't diabetes like pregnancy in that you either are or you aren't? You either have diabetes or you don't? Pre-diabetes is a warning sign, not of things to happen, but a path you're currently on. Trends in certain blood tests, sugar shifting can happen long before an actual diagnosis. However, they can begin to change your body and your health even before that diagnosis is made definitive by your physician. If you have prediabetes, this could be why you're gaining weight, feeling run down. Prediabetes could be one of the reasons for more inflammation, creating more pain and disturbances in your body. And prediabetes is, the, is a reason in itself for a lack of well-being. However, the good news is that this is entirely treatable, and you're ready for this, reversible. Now, there's not many diseases that we can say that, but prediabetes can be reversible. Now, it's a di prediabetes is a wake-up call, and the good news is that we know that when you start intervention sooner rather than later, and then we're going to talk about some of the, the testing you can do, some of the root causes of prediabetes, and here's the unfortunate statistic. According to the CDC and the National Diabetes Awareness Association, NIH, all of these great organizations that do research on epidemiology, 76 to 77 million Americans have prediabetes. Of though that high amount, approximately 20 six to 27 million Americans are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Now, those are staggering, staggering figures, and we have to make um, headways on better research and better education. And that's why I'm really excited about this show, because we're going to talk about some trends and root causes, and I want to introduce my colleague, uh, Dr. Cheryl Burdett. So, Dr. Burdett, let's get right into the pre-diabetes. A lot of Americans don't even know that it even exists. Is this a new term? Is this something that's been trending? What's going on here? 
Well, it's it's not that it's a new term, and if people don't know that it doesn't exist, then that probably says that they're not playing, paying close enough attention to their health because prediabetes is a phenomenon where you start to see blood sugar trend upwards. And in medicine, we've assigned, we assign a, a certain cutoff range that qualifies as diabetes. If you are one point under that range, it would not be called diabetes. Well, you can quickly see the fallacy of this type of argumentation. You can quickly see why that that wouldn't be uh, necessarily true in all cases because, again, uh, machines could be calibrated differently. Specimens could sit different lengths of time. There could be all kinds of reasons for a one-point difference in a range that might not be clinically meaningful. So when we ask the question, what is pre-diabetes. Pre-diabetes is a signal. It's a sign. It's a situation that is absolutely happening in your body, but you haven't quite hit that magic point that you now get the diagnosis of diabetes. And so uh, no, it's not a new term, and sometimes it gets captured in other ways too. Like you might hear someone talk about syndrome X or metabolic syndrome, and these are also conditions in which blood sugar is trending upwards, but with other signs as well, uh, more weight gain around the middle, or maybe a shift in cholesterol or other lipids, an increase in LDL, the, the almost bad cholesterol, as I call it, the, the lousy cholesterol. And so the, these trends together, these areas, would all have an element of prediabetes, but prediabetes is a standalone condition. It doesn't mean you're about to get get sick. It means things that are going on in your body right now could be contributing to a lack of health. It doesn't mean you're about to get a condition. It means it could be the reason that you don't feel good at this moment. And so if somebody says to you, oh, you're moving towards diabetes, you're pre-diabetic. Well, that doesn't mean this is pre-time to wonder or are not quite time to worry about it yet. This is, this is that magic hour, actually. Uh, this is that time where you can actually take this into your hands and avoid that stamp of diabetes. And you know, many people don't give prediabetes or diabetes the weight it deserves. Many people think, oh, diabetes, that's just something where I might have to use a a needle and give myself insulin. Well, that already sounds bad enough. But remember, prediabetes and diabetes put your nervous system at risk. And every organ in your body has signals that go to it, be it your nerves. Put your eyes at risk, your kidneys at risk. And so organs function can begin to decline health can begin to decline and so pre-diabetes is a real condition it just means that there's still an opportunity to grab hold and be able to move this thing back into remission well that's really the goal is to grab hold of it is, is sooner rather than later and you know, just have a clarity just have a clear because i think there's a lot of confusion right now in reference to type 1, type 2, and pre-diabetes. Diabetes itself, diabetes mellitus, is a chronic condition, chronic condition, in which the body does not use insulin effectively. Insulin is a hormone produced by the beta cells of the pancreas that regulates blood sugar levels by moving glucose from the blood into the cells for energy. Energy. If you, for those of you that are, are not medically trained, if you go back to your high school days and you started learning about energy, adenosine triphosphate, and start going back into the Krebs cycle. So, yes, sugar plays a role, but sugar in the cell properly utilized 
And that's how insulin plays that role as well. And what ends up happening is that when we facilitate glucose into the cell, insulin reduces the blood sugar. Therefore, diabetes is a disease in which the body does not utilize insulin effectively. And that's very important, Dr. Britt, to understand, mm-hmm. because this is where we get the beginning stages of something called in, in, um, syndrome X. And we also understand that um, insulin has a receptor, and we start burning out these receptor sites. And this is one of the reasons why it's really, really important to know. But if we could just back up a little bit. So we, we educated a little bit of what diabetes is. So let's talk about some of the signs and early symptoms. One of the key signs and symptoms that we've seen on having a trigger sign for your physician is frequent urination, excessive thirst, extreme hunger, or constantly eating. And I, I want to stop right there for a second because that's when the adipokines actually come in play. Dr. Bidett, let's go right back into these adipokines. Specifically, the research has been done in leptin and adiponectin. Why is it important to pay attention to some of these signs such as extreme hunger or constant eating or another clear sign that, that your, your leptin is not functioning properly as a resistance is that if you go on a crash diet and typically when you're younger you might have lost some weight but now you don't lose anything. Mm-hmm. So why is it important to look at these adipokines to, to prevent pre-diabetes? Well, because it means that, you, that you're on a, a path and, and when I say you're on a path, that that's, to some people implies that you're not yet to the destination. But On the way to the destination, you can already have ill consequences to your health. And so, for example, if your adiponectins go down, then your metabolism will go down as well. When metabolism goes down, yes, we gain more weight. Yes, we can have more inflammation. And you might think, well, but that's what happens to all of us as we get older, and so be it. However, when when your adiponectins go down and you begin to gain more weight or feel more inflammation. These are direct risk factors for things like heart disease and cancer. Like you mentioned earlier in the show, your adipokines will begin to shift long before your glucose has gone up to a level that indicates diabetes. However, shifting of adipokines can begin to cause harm long before you have that diagnosis of diabetes. And so at Progressive Medical, uh, we were one of the first to add uh, adiponectin and leptin to our cardiovascular profile. And again, the reason for that is so much cutting-edge research coming out that we could help to influence people. Another reason why this is important is because adipokines, yes, will shift because of sugar intake, but it's not the only thing that will affect them. And so if you go to Stanford or if you go to Harvard and you began to talk to someone who works strictly in the in academia, in diabetic research, what you will find out is there is a debate still going in the diabetes world about what even causes diabetes. And that might just seem really um, out of this world to those of you who are sitting out there thinking, well, we know what causes diabetes. Diabetes is that you ate too much sugar and now your body can't handle the sugar. And that's true, but it turns out it's not the only factor. And in fact, Oxidative stress, or another way of saying that is simply free radicals, a lack of antioxidants, can also damage 
insulin receptors. And this oxidative stress can also damage your level of adipokines. And so it's that one, two together that really has the strongest impact. Now, I'm not saying that if you ate enough sugar in a world absent of free radicals, you couldn't get to diabetes. Absolutely you could. But when you take sugar and you combine it with this environment, you begin to, you, that will too will compound the impact on those insulin receptors. But the place that you'll see that first is adipokines. Why? Because when we're more exposed to toxicity, our body becomes not as good at making these adipokines. And these adipokines regulate metabolism. Yes, tell us to burn more fat, so weight loss. But these adipokines are also involved in, uh, when we think metabolism, that's not just your body's ability to lose weight, but your body's ability to clear inflammatory cytokines, your body's ability to clear toxins that you come into contact with, even to clear histamine and hormones. So all of these things begin to get out of balance when your adipokines go down. And again, they can be an early warning sign even before sugar is off because they're also influenced by toxicity in the environment. And that's what I like about these adipokines because they are an early warning sign and a lot of physicians don't even really know about it or talk about it. And there's been a lot of research about it. Now, certainly there's other areas to pay attention to, but I really wanted to uh, discuss that. So let's move on to some of the other symptoms as we talked about. Uh, unexplained weight loss, presence of glucose in urine, extreme tiredness or fatigue, changes in vision, numbness or tingling in extremities, slow healing wounds or sores, abnormally high frequencies of infection. Now, let's just stop there for a minute. And there's other symptoms as well. And some individuals don't have very many symptoms, so it can also be silent. Mm -hmm. But I want, I want to just go into this area, slow healing wounds and sores. Hmm. It's interesting. As we talked about earlier, these adipokines, these adipokines actually are cytokines, which is part of the immune system. You have a cellular immune system and a humoral outside the cell. One of the areas of the cytokines is, is actually uh, inflammatory. Another part is anti-inflammatory. And what's interesting is that there's a lot of research right now that one of the major components of inflammation, chronic inflammation, acute inflammation is almost necessary for the body to heal from an acute injury. And, and that's anywhere from the minute the injury happens up to about three days where the body is acutely inflamed. A chronic inflammation is anything after three days continuously. It's almost like having a low-burning forest fire on your body continuously. A lot of aches and pains, a lot of uh, joint issues. Um, you can have cardiovascular issues, as you mentioned, Dr. Burdett, that we know that oxidized uh, LDL is, is also um, a form of, of inflammation, of toxicity on the vessels. But what's interesting about this chronic inflammation from the adipokines is that what we're seeing now is that if you can get tested early enough for either leptin or adiponectin or some of the other adipokines, there's, there's, there's quite a few of them out right now, that um, you can actually tell if you have a possibility and prediction of getting diabetes down the road. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM and another exciting topic from Dr. Gazagoli and Dr. Cheryl Burdett talking about 
pre-diabetes and how this is important, but also some very interesting new breakthroughs and how to be able to diagnose these with with verifiable lab tests prior to the standard insulin levels before you have diabetes. And Dr. Dr. Gaz and also Dr. Sherrill were talking about leptin levels and adipokines. And that's kind of a tongue twister, but adipokines are very important as a precursor to inflammatory markers that lead to this chronic inflammation or this slow-burning flame as uh, Dr. Gaz talks about. So it's hopefully you've understood the importance of being diagnosed with prediabetes with a very simple blood test that could change your life, can change the way that your health is 20 years from now. We see the link between dementia, Alzheimer's, in the early, early diagnosis of inadequate or improper blood sugar levels. And it's not really the blood sugar levels, but think about these other markers that we just talked about that are precursors that may be a year or two years beforehand. And many valuable diagnostic clinicians can just look at a person, look at their diet, look at their their facial features, also some of their so some telltale, telltale physical signs that know that the body is unable to handle these sugars. So we were finding this is this is where the progressive medical and integrative medicine is is going is to getting to the root cause of these illnesses because what we're finding is our diet with high levels of fructose is causing some very serious damage to our liver and also to our brain and also to our our digestion system and it's allowing our pancreas to overwork so hopefully you find that this is this is important and we're going to go through and have a after our break we'll break down the second part of our interview and talking a little bit more about chronic inflammation and prediabetes and before our show we will leave you for for Christmas we're going to give you some some tips on how to start making some smart choices even at these these not, not to rob you as our last guest from your very important classical dishes that you want to enjoy but you know what there may be some choices that you want to make in between that time that can make a difference that uh, uh, in your health so you're listening to Healthy Choices XM, and also you can always text us because we will be around and manning our our text messages during our show on Christmas Eve. It's 512-219-0724 and during the weekend. Anytime you have any questions about this broadcast or any of our other broadcasts, uh, Healthy Choices XM for any of these podcasts, and also check out our this our short our store our shopping carts for the products that we have listed and from previous guests, especially the Ketone OS. We have a new product that they have just come out with, Maui Punch, that we've tested in our pharmacy and had amazing results for all of our naysayers 
that have 90% of their diet as sugar, and they would never have anything positive uh, ingested in their diet. So we're, we're trying to see if we can break down the resistance for people to make those healthy choices to be able to have certain foods to replace some of the bad foods. And we're going to take a, uh, after our, also after a break, we're going to have a little bit of a, a simple uh, tip on a, what we find is a classical fragrance or oil that we find around Christmas, anise oil. We're going to talk about this licorice flavored oil and how it offers many body-wide benefits and where it was arrived from. And also, what people may not know is to the uses of anise oil. It's not just a flavoring for baking goods, but it also has some great properties. We'll be back after the break and more on Dr. Gazagoli and Progressive Medicals talking about pre-diabetes. We're back after the break.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Welcome back to Healthy Choices. I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and clinical nutritionist. We're talking about your health today and also an interesting topic that many people may not have heard about. It's called pre-diabetes. And welcome to our show today as we do a pre-record celebrating Christmas Eve. And we want to make sure that we have take this time for our listeners to uh, give them some health tips. They may not be listening to our show at this time or they pre-record it for later. But this is an important topic that is probably the best foundation for health for this year and next year as well as being in control of your body's sugar metabolism. And what we heard from our our guests earlier at this first part of our show is simple blood tests that are found in most labs, but especially labs out of Dunwoody Labs, out of Progressive Medicals, to be able to identify these these markers at Depakines and also leptin levels that are early markers that a huge war or inflammation is going on from these tremendous amounts of sugars that are being ingested in someone's uh, diet and also could be excessive amounts of carbohydrates. And people say all the time, well, I don't really eat any sweets or sugars. But 90% of their intake is refined carbohydrates that body uh, sees and defines as glucose is the part of the metabolic shift that occurs as opposed to ketones or breaks it down into other substances is immediately burns into the fuel of glucose and this is what causes so many so much obesity so much dementia so much uh, we see that Alzheimer's is type 3 type of diabetes you've heard of type 1 insulin dependent type 2 that is diet dependent and type 3 diabetes is is type of diabetes of the brain so this is why it's these are all linking to be very important for us to to discuss also after our our interview we're going to go into a little bit more as to the liver that you know we talked about the brain or how that's is something that is also important in connectivity, but people may not realize that the connection between your sugar levels and your liver health. So this is why it's it's important for people to make sure that they understand these different types of uh, sugar-raising foods in your diet and to really stay away from it. And the biggest one that we have found is people with when do alcohol plus sweetness in their alcohol drinks, especially this holiday season, is probably one of the worst things that we can do because it raises their sugar levels tremendously. And we see a lot of uh, young people that have seemed to gravitate to these sugary alcoholic drinks during this season and think it tastes good, but it is unfortunately causing the liver to work over time and if it's if it's a little bit elderly it's 
it's it's also can be very very difficult because sometimes young livers cannot metabolize these uh, these these tr- tremendous amounts of sh- sugars and salts as well as our as well as many of our elderly population. And one hallmark before we start our interview: never, never, never take alcohol if you are on Tylenol or acetaminophen. You may wake up the next morning with an orange face or yellow face, I should say. That is a hallmark sign of liver failure. So let's go ahead with back to our interview. Derek, let's go ahead and get started. The crisis of diabetes in America, it all starts with prediabetes. And before that, it actually starts with these adipokine um, issues in the body. One actually deals with the satiety center, which is called leptin. The other one is adiponectin. And these are all available for, for all physicians to order. But what's really interesting is that this diabetes crisis in America ultimately always starts with obesity. I call it diabetes. Then you start getting inflammation because of these uh, imbalances of cytokine, which is from the immune system. So what came first, the inflammation, the obesity, or was it inflammation? It, it's all fits in and ties in together. And what we have to understand is that if we get a hold of this and we jump on it quickly, we're going to make an impact. Okay, so in the last couple of segments, we talked about educating you on definition of prediabetes. We talked about insulin resistance. We talked about how the pancreas releases insulin and that insulin goes into the glucose. I just want to make a a visual comment here, if you could just visualize this as I'm describing this. When you have excess sugar outside the cell, just imagine that you take orange juice and you pour that orange juice on the floor or wooden floor, you let it sit there for a couple minutes, and you walk over it on the bottom of your feet barefoot. It's sticky. Well, guess what? This is what happens when there's excess glucose outside the cell and your insulin is not pushing it into the cell. And this is what, it's a sticky, sticky cell. And we're seeing, there's many, many, many different theories on why we're having um, all-time high on diabetes and who's at risk. But the truth of the matter is, we know that diet plays a big, big role. And that's what we mentioned earlier, the obesity crisis. There's a connection right now. There's a connection that we've seen with fructose. We can't get away from it. One of the research studies talks about when we as humans eat 120 calories of glucose, there's less than one calorie stored as fat. When you have the same amount of calories of fructose, which is 120 calories, this results in 40 calories being stored as fat. In essence, consuming fructose is consuming fat. This predisposes the consumer of fructose to acquire the metabolic syndrome, and the next step, of course, is prediabetes and diabetes. So this is why it's so important to pay attention to your diet, because when you change your diet, you change your life. So, Dr. Bitt, do you have any comments on the Well, absolutely, fructose? exactly do you change your life, because when, you, when for example, they looked at adiponectin um, in, women, in young girls, and what they found was that if you had lower levels of adiponectin, Uh, at the time of 16 years old, that by the time you were 23, 
you are much more likely to have um, diabetes and weight gain. And that was independent of their weight at that time. That was independent of their cholesterol levels, their waist circumference, their insulin, their glucose. And so before these things happen, adiponectin can tell us uh, how the body is handling sugar so we know in what direction we're going. And so, again, if you alter that insulin sensitivity, and adiponectin is a key player in how sensitive we are to insulin, uh, then you will begin to change what's going on. So when adiponectin is lower, you will now begin to store more fat. And it, it means that, it, again, we, we can tell that who's going to be more at risk for type 2 diabetes. And like we mentioned earlier in the show, the nice thing about adiponectin, unlike a full-blown insulin resistance, is you can change it. It's reversible. And there are nutrients that you can add to your diet that are known to help with this. For example, turmeric, which is a, or the, the stronger compound in turmeric, curcuminoids, are excellent for lowering adiponectin, and curcuminoids also have some studies in terms of weight loss, so that makes good sense. Also, things like alpha-lipoic acid, another nutrient that we use a lot of here at Progressive, uh, will, will help to also bring adiponectin down and can be sparing from some of the, the weight gain piece of it. So, again, when we get this diagnosis of a pre-diabetes, it doesn't mean wait and watch. It means wait. It means don't wait. It means do. And so when, we're, when this pre-diabetes piece comes up, you are not stuck in place. And another big player... Another big reason, another big problem with prediabetes is that it will interfere with your menstrual cycles. So if you're having irregular periods, um, if you are not, not uh, if you're having difficulty getting pregnant, so infertility issues, this can all be tied up in a prediabetes. Why is that? Well, it turns out that the ovaries are even more sensitive than the rest of our tissue to early increases in blood sugar. So again, long before diabetes, the ovaries can begin to be impacted by this. And in pre-diabetes, you'll have difficulty with cycling. You'll have difficulty having periods, and then you'll have, again, difficulty in terms of conception. And so if we can normalize adiponectin levels or if we bring in alpha-lipoic acid, a nutrient to do this, there are studies that show when that happens, the ALA can reverse infertility and can, or it can, it can restore normal menses. Why? Because essentially you're reversing the impact of prediabetes at the ovarian level, and this is one of the best ways to return a cycle and to normalize fertility. Again, why are we seeing these, these problems with fertility when we haven't in the past? Well, again, we're right back to a toxic environment making us more susceptible to the sugar that we eat, and it's this one, too, that can really create a world of hurt. There's no doubt it can create a world of hurt, and, and that's one of the reasons why we're having this discussion and, and we're being proactive. Okay, so let's talk about uh, another area that can contribute to prediabetes, and it's something that a lot of individuals may not think about, but stress. Stress increases the adrenaline production, which increases the blood sugar levels. We call it blood sugar dysregulation due to the adrenals not functioning properly because the adrenals are tiny glands that sit on top of the kidney. They actually produce a very specific uh, several hormones, but one of them in particular is cortisol. And that when you have too much or too little, it causes an imbalance. And ultimately, it's going to contribute 
to that, that adipose tissue into the abdominal area, which, once again, we don't want that because we know that's the bad area for the adipokines, whether you're having leptin or you're, you're affecting the adiponectin or resistin, which is another um, adipokine that actually affects the um, triglycerides and also the cholesterol. It actually contributes to the oxidation. So we're doing a lot of research right now on these different areas of, of cytokines in the body for the inflammatory response. And, you know, once again, I know this may sound confusing, but a lot of these substances we're talking about, your body needs some of them, but it has to be in balance once mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. It's got to go back to homeostasis, which means that everything's in balance internally regardless of external factors. So as we're determining all of this data, how to use this data? This is one of the reasons why it's exciting to go to a functional integrative physician because we're studying this constantly, and this is exciting. We're constantly learning and we're researching. Every doctor in America that treats diabetes would wish that we would spend more time on prevention. So this is why I think it's so important to, to really have these discussions about uh, different signs and, and, and different um, factors that contribute to this. And we know that diet plays a big role, but we know that genetics can play a role as well. But, you know, you know, sedentary lifestyle is probably what, you know, the best thing you can probably do for yourself is to get one of these apps and start walking. Walking has been consistently shown to make an impact on how your body responds from the metabolic standpoint, from the stress reduction standpoint. It really ties in synergistically, and it helps with that stress. It helps with every area of the body. Okay. And if you drink a Coca-Cola today, you're going to need to walk six miles to change the metabolic effect that that had on your body. The trade-off for one high-fructose corn yeah, syrup beverage is six miles to get you back metabolically where you were and, before. And a lot of these companies, not only Coke, but a lot of these companies are under the gun right now because mm-hmm. um, they have to make some changes. Actually, Coke did something positive. They actually uh, developed something called called Coke Life, which is raw sugarcane and stevia, okay. which is really exciting to see that yeah. these companies, and I think it's important for the consumer groups to really make all these companies accountable. It's not Coke, all of them, all, you know, mm-hmm. we, we've really been, been sold a bag of goods from some of these um, food manufacturers with all the synthetic uh, chemicals and, mm-hmm. and, and everything else in there, and the fructose, it's, it's a big, big problem. Okay, a couple last things I want to talk about that are root causes um, that you probably wouldn't think about. Believe it or not, believe it or not, there's been some research to talk about food allergies contributing contributing to prediabetes. Now, Dr. Burdett, mm-hmm. how, how is that possible? Well, you know, when we have more inflammation, again, inflammatory cytokines, IL-6, IL-8, TNF-alpha, these can happen as a result of foods that we're eating. And when that inflammation exists, it decreases our body's production of adiponectin. Remember, that's the one that tells us to burn more fat. That's the one that helps to prevent insulin resistance. And so when you're eating foods that you're sensitive to, you are directly interfering with your metabolic pathways. And so one food that's healthy to one might be unhealthy to another. You might be eating avocados or tomatoes thinking that those are healthy foods and you're right they are healthy foods unless your body is inflamed from them and so that personal inflammatory component uh, can really 
um, be the difference between a healthy diet and a non-healthy diet. And the way you'll figure that out is to look at your own inflammatory reaction. Because when, uh, also when we make more, when we're eating more inflammatory foods, this can be a reason for something called C-reactive protein to also go up. And C-reactive protein is another thing that can inhibit adiponectin and begin to uh, really impact what's going on there. And so when we want to get metabolically back on path, absolutely lower sugar, absolutely exercise like Dr. Agoli mentioned, even five minutes of walking, that won't give you the cardio- cardiovascular benefits that we think of, you know, 20 minutes of exercise once a day, 30 minutes once a day. But five minutes means your body is not dependent on the insulin receptor to pull the sugar into the cell. It means that something called glucose channels will passively open. And now that sugar that's floating around in the blood where it damages proteins, damages your vessels, damages your eyes, your nerves, your kidneys, and now moves out of there into the cell where it can actually be converted into energy. And five minutes of walking will open up these passive channels that moves the sugar in out of the bloodstream where it can actually do good instead of do harm. And so if you do one thing, if you, we all have moments where our diet's not perfect, but if you eat that piece of cake or that cookie or that thing you just, you couldn't live without at that moment, don't go to the sofa and lie down. You want to do the exact opposite. You want to go walk around the block. That will totally change how those calories are, are interacting with your body. Uh, pulling in good antioxidants like resveratrol is an excellent uh, antioxidant. We have it here at Progressive as Resveratin, a type that stays in your plasma eight times longer. But that will also increase your adiponectin, help you burn more fat, and lower inflammation, that's lower a, that, TNF That's alpha. a wonderful recommendation. And one of the last things I want to talk about uh, is exactly what you're saying, is that what nutritional deficiencies. So let's go on to the last topic of some of the root, root causes of prediabetes, mm-hmm. and we'll have a quick recap. Um, Deficiencies, nutritional deficiencies, and one in specific, specifically is chromium deficiency has been known to be a contributing factor in type 2 diabetes and prediabetes. Chromium is a critical component in the glucose tolerance mm-hmm. factor, and it's a cofactor in all insulin-regulating activities. Now, for those of you that listen to Progressive Medical Hour Power, you know myself and Dr. Burdett and other guests have talked about that minerals are the spark plugs of life, and they're mm-hmm. using cofactors. Mm-hmm. Well, chromium is really necessary, and it can really make an impact on how the body um, regulates glucose and very specifically make a positive impact on hemoglobin A1C, which is the gly- glycosylated hemoglobin used to monitor glucose over a longer period of time, 90 days. Yeah, chromium works as a little bridge. Very It'll sit on bridge. your insulin receptor and get that sugar into the cell where it won't uh, do, do damage. And so a very important one to bring on board. But anytime we start to think about minerals, please do not forget to think about metal toxicity, mercury, lead, etc. Because one of the biggest reasons that you will not have adequate chromium is when you're all toxed up with things like mercury and lead that you get from exhaust and the and that's a good point. So if, you you go out, if you go to the health store and just buy 200 to 400 micrograms of chromium and it's not working efficiently, it could be because you've got mm-hmm. all these other mm-hmm. accumulation of metals and, and it affects the receptors of the chromium. Very good point. So let's do a little recap because we, we, we talked about a lot on this show. And more, the most important thing is this, is to be proactive and really to take an interest and don't be a victim. I want to use that again. Don't be a victim to diabetes. You can really make an impact. We know genetics plays a role. We know your diet plays a role. 
We know that a sedentary lifestyle plays a role. We've talked about infections such as viruses and nutritional deficiencies. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. We're talking pre-recorded broadcasts with Dr. Gaz Agoli and Dr. Cheryl Burdett of Progressive Medical Centers, integrated the one of the largest integrative medical centers in the country out of Atlanta, Georgia, talking about pre-diabetes on this Christmas Eve edition of Healthy Choices. And we want to make sure that our listeners understand this is kind of a, a gift to our all of our listeners that have been been able to learn so much from our show that as is, we wanted to make sure that they see that these simple little tests can really change your life. And I want to just go through a couple of the bullet points that they, they mentioned before we close out our show is make sure people understand this is going to be kind of a household word, adoponectins. Adoponectins is a is a specific marker that you find in your bloodstream that can determine how you channel blood sugar. These adiponectins are important how you store fat, and this is reversible by a simple thing, as we mentioned for alpha lipoic acid and also exercise. Five minutes exercise. One of the things that we that uh, Dr. Schoberdet talked about that I hope you can have some conversation over the dinner table today one can or one bottle of a coca-cola or pepsi one of the sugary drinks you have to walk six miles to change your metabolic balance back now that's something that may be deter your your thoughts maybe taking away and not having that uh, that sugary drink six miles that's quite of an interesting statistic so survival for this Christmas Eve in this Christmas season if you there's two things you can do if you reduce your sugar intake you can take uh, proteins and fats and but stay away from the sugar and if you have to and enjoy it exercise five minutes take a walk around the block to be able to offset some of the the balance of those uh, those events also we mentioned uh, the topics talking about liver support you know we we were this is goes hand in hand to what we we are we are talking about the largest organ in your body and it is something that we don't pay very much attention to until it's too late your liver endures a tremendous amount of stress and toll, 24 hours a day, hidden from sight, and doesn't provide any clues of its well-being until it's too late. It's probably the most unappreciated organ in the, in the body, and the Chinese look at something they feed their liver every single day and be very important for them to, they put it as their diet, surrounds things that can be supportive of the liver health and unfortunately you cannot live without your liver for very long so that's why it's really important for for us to take advantage you know something that it can regenerate and also it is something that can uh, it can filter and be able to compensate for some of your excessive and excursions in your diet but so it's it's important that 
we have things to support our liver, and this is what we've we've talked about: the alpha lipoic acid, and and also milk thistle is some of the things. N acetylcysteine is some of the others that you always take on a daily basis. MCT oil also is very nutritious, but if you're having liver problems, make sure you uh, take care of that. We're, it seems like we just run out of time. Uh, listen to us next week as we have another integrative medicine broadcast. You're listening to HealthyChoicesXM.com. And make sure you listen. Go to our website. Check out our specials. And as a Christmas special, all the prenuphase, we're going to give a 50% discount to our listeners. And all the alpha lipoic acid, that will get you through the holiday season. So check out our website and look for that 50% discount as a way of saying thank you. Everybody have a great Christmas Eve and Christmas to all of our listeners. And if you need any help during this holiday season, you can always text us at 512-219-0724. We'll see you next week on Healthy Choices XM.